Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Do you know yourself? How much do you know about yourself? It's surprising to know that there are many people, I would say most people do not really know who they are. But this is a serious problem because we don't know who we are. Whatever we do, whatever we try to accomplish, sometimes end up with meaninglessness. Let me give an example. You know, we ask this question, I don't know where I am going. I don't know what am I what I'm really doing. I'm not really sure if I'm good enough. I'm not really sure if I fit for this company or if I fit for this school. I don't know I am qualified for this. We ask this kind of question so many times and then we try so hard. We work very hard. But at the end of the day, we might ask this same question. I really don't know if I really lived a successful life or fulfilled life. Why? Because of this one big problem. We do not know who we really are. So from today, I want us to talk about who we really are. But to know who we really are, we need to go to the right source to find out our true identity. That source is the Bible, the Word of God, because God is the one who created us. Because He created us, He knows who we really are, right? So we need to ask questions to Him, and God is telling us the answer right here from the beginning of the first page of the book in the uh, book in the Bible, the book of Genesis. So let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse verses 27 and 28, and we'll find the amazing truth about who we really are. Let's read Genesis 1, 27 through 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Wow, this is a very powerful, profound statement about who we really are. Look at verse 27 again. It says, God created man. So it is God. It's not us creating ourselves. It is not really evolutionary, the theory that we came out from nothing. I mean, we came out from amoeba or something like that. But we came from God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork that God created us, not just man, but woman at the same time, because it says male and female. Very, very important verse. It says, in his own image. What does that mean? That God created us in God's own image. Now, this makes us very special because nowhere in scripture says God created dog in his image or God created whales in his image. Nowhere. We are the only ones. Human beings are the only ones who are created in God's own image. So God created us very specially, right? And also, not just that, Look at verse 28. Because of God's creation of us in his image, he gave us the command, the, uh, the mission or our position. It says, be fruitful and multiply. Okay, this is the same with the other creatures, right? But fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. What does that mean? That we are the primary being that he created us for us to rule over all the earth not just few parts of the earth or not just a few few of the creatures but god created us to rule over all creation 
all creatures. Now, this is a very profound um, the foundation that we all need to remember. Because sometimes we think like, why am I so ugly and why am I uh, looking like this? And we complain about we ourselves. Or sometimes we complain about our position. Like, my life is so hard and I'm always serving others and I'm always under something. I, I'm even the creatures. When you look at lions and tigers and elephants, they look much more scarier uh, than most of human beings. And you may feel like you have a fear of those animals. And you may think like the lion is really the king of all the creation, not me. But that is not true. We are really the king of creation. We are the foremost, the ruler of all creation because that's how God placed us to be. But something went wrong because we don't see that happening, right? We're always under something. We're always under pressure. And then we have this... Um, as I mentioned very uh, just few seconds ago, we complain about ourselves. We uh, we don't like how we look like, and we don't like how we do and how we live. We all have this common problems in the in the whole entire world. What is wrong with us? What went wrong? Here is the answer. The answer can be found in Romans chapter one, verses 20, uh, 23. Through 25. Let's read Romans chapter 1, verses 23, uh, 23 through 25. And they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image, in the form of corruptible mankind, of birds, four footed animals, and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them up to vile impurity in the, in the lust of their hearts, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for falsehood and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Wow, this is very, very disappointing because it says in verse 23, and they, who are they? Us, human beings. They exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible mankind. And, uh, okay, hold on a second. What is going on here? Now, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it clearly says God created us what in his image in his own image in god's image is the image of glory because god is glorious so the image of god is the image of glorious god incorruptible god right but here in verse 23 human being exchanged it they changed the glory of god to an image, not in the image of God, but image of what? Image in the form of corruptible mankind, birds, and all these creatures. Now, this is a significant twist because we are supposed to worship God because of his glory, but we twist it into image of creation, creatures, animals, and human beings. And because we twisted the image of God, we lost our image. Let me give you an example. Do you know alphabet A, right? I mean, everyone knows alphabet A, but alphabet A has a common ground, a common origin with Hebrew alphabet Aleph and Arabic alphabet Aleph and also Greek alphabet um, Alpha. It all goes back to a root and then the root is significantly amazing because the A, alphabet A, is really coming from the shape of bull, oxen. 
Now, what does that mean? You know, A is really the meaning. The meaning of the original meaning is power, strength, or even sometimes they say divine God. Huh? Bull and oxen, divine God. What does that really mean to us? When Moses led people out of Egypt, you know, they were in uh, the uh, the wilderness. It's called the Sinai. Uh, the uh, the mountain area, and that's where Moses met God for forty days to receive Ten Commandments. But do you know what happened when Moses up in the in the mountain? The people were there and saying, "Oh, where is Moses? And where is God who is leading us?" Okay, so let's make a statue idol of bull. And then when they made it, they say, "Look at this! Look at this bull! This is God who led us out of Egypt." So they worshipped the bull. The image of bull instead of God, who is full of glory, and that is definitely idolatry. So we can trace back to the origin that people twisted, people exchanged, people changed the for the glory of God into a idols, the form of image of creation. This is the twist that really started. And then they lost their. Image of God. That is what is called a sin, because of sin, because they disobeyed God, because they did not believe in God. They changed, ex they exchanged the glory of God into the image. That's what we see. The problems that we um, we see today. What are those things? It's happening everywhere. People twist things, especially in the language and culture and in our life as well. For example, you know, this these days the Taliban is a key word because everyone in every news they hear about the Taliban taking over all Afghanistan. But do you know the real meaning of the word Taliban? The Taliban means student or seeker, but we normally think of them as slaughter or slayer because they really do a lot of killing. Now, what about O M G? We see that word in the Book of Psalm. Thus, David was crying out to God, "Oh my God!" with a desperate heart. But we see that language in the movies, in Facebook, and even among the non-believers. They just say, "Oh my God!" What about Jesus Christ? He is the Savior and Lord. Those who call on His name will be saved. That is the context. But now, these days, people are saying that name, Jesus' name. In vain, when they are shocked and when they are discouraged or de、uh, depressed, they say that name in vain. So, and what about the culture? We know that、uh, sex within marriage is a holy chemistry, but they changed it, exchanged to adultery industry. That in the Facebook or in the in the YouTube and the internet, it's full of all the inappropriate. Pictures and uh,、um, the videos that is portraying the totally twisted, twisted sex. And what about our life? We know that there's a imposter syndrome. Let me give you my example. When I grew up in in Korea, in the middle school, I was a pretty good student, and、uh, I was like,、um, you know, getting almost all A's in my grade. And so I applied for a special school for my high school, and then I was accepted. There was a acceptance rate was pretty low, like a five percent or seven percent. So it was a very highly competitive school. So when I when I went there, everyone in my high school they were super smart students. And guess what? Who did 
did I become? I became nobody among them. I'm like, I'm not smart anymore. You know, I'm not qualified in this anymore. I don't belong here. And but I had a very difficult high school life because of that. And not just me, but my friends also had a very difficult life as well. I lost the sense of existence. I lost the sense of purpose. Like, why am I here? What am I doing here? It was a very difficult time. Imposter syndrome. But not just that, we also have this common experience as immigrants when we came to when we first came to america you know we're like okay we're now we are in the uh, dream country this uh, country of freedom nation of freedom i can enjoy all the freedom you know i can fulfill my dream but 10 years later 20 years later you find yourself like you know this is not it you know i dreamed of something but life here is still very difficult so we see the dream kind of twisted into uh, because of a reality and we began to see that this is not really what we were thinking or hoping for. So we have all these kind of problems, that twistedness, they will have an original meaning, original intention, but over the time, over the course of time, it changes. And that's how we do, that's what we do all the time. You know, we see things differently and we twist it and then we end up with disappointment and discouragement. And this all started with in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve, they were created in God's image. They were not shameful, but when they sinned against the Lord, they began to see themselves and they began to feel shameful about themselves. Satan lied. This is what we see in chapter uh, 1, Romans chapter 1, verse twenty. Uh, five. Look at verse 25. They exchanged the truth of God for falsehood and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever and amen. So this is what's happening, that they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, for falsehood. And this is what Satan does. He always, his job is always to change the, the truth for a lie so that Adam and Eve they were deceived and they ate from the tree of knowledge and good and evil, knowledge of good and evil. And then they uh, disobeyed God. And this is what we are constantly experiencing these days that we are living in lies and deception. So we lost our image of God and we're trying to fill it up because there's something missing in our hearts. So we try to work really hard and we try to study really hard. You know, it's like, oh, everyone is calling me stupid. So I'm going to prove myself that I'm not stupid anymore, okay? So I'm going to go to the best school in, in town, in the whole country, and I'm going to tell them, hey, you're wrong. See, I am truly smart guy. Or some, if some people say, you're not effective in this company, so you're fired. And then I say, okay, all right. So I'm going to apply for the better company, and then I'm going to prove my uh, previous uh, co-workers and my previous boss and that you made a wrong choice. See how great I am. So we try all these things because in the deep inside of our heart, there's something missing. But even if you, even if we made it to that company, even if we made it to that school, there's still there is an emptiness in our hearts. The very fundamental thing is missing. What? We don't know who we really are because we lost the image of God that he created. Why? Because we sinned against 
the Lord. So no matter what declarations we make about ourselves, if we do not get the image of God back, we'll be still lost. Whatever we do will be meaningless. Whatever we do will be purposeless. It's a wasting of time. So what we really need to know is the image of God in us. And we need to find it. We need to be reconciled with God. But the question is, how? How can we be reconciled back to God? How can we regain the image of God? By studying hard, by working hard? No, I already told you, it's not working. So only way to regain the image of God is this, through God's only Son, Jesus. Because Jesus came to the world, He was fully human, but also He was fully God. Yes, the image of God was not twisted in Him. He had the perfect image of God. And then He died in our place. Why did He die if He had all the image of God? Because he, that was His purpose. His purpose was not to show off who He was, but to die for our sins, to restore the broken image of God in us. So He died in our place for our sins. He died to our sin. But in three days later, He amazingly, miraculously uh, risen from the dead. Why? Because He is God. He is the Word of God. The Word of God is eternal. God is eternal. So He rose from the dead victoriously. But His death and resurrection tell us that He opened the way, He is the way for us to be reconciled back to God so that we can regain the broken image of God. So Jesus is the way, truth, and the life. And he, even though Satan changed the truth of God into lie and that we, we bought into it, but because of Jesus who is the way, truth, and the life, He will change the lies in us into the truth so that we can truly know the truth. So Jesus is the only way for us to go to God and regain the broken image of God. So here we go. He is inviting us to come to Him. Now, if you remember that Jesus, when He was on the earth, He told us a story that there were a two sons and a father. And the younger son uh, was sneaky and he took out all the money from, he took some money from uh, his own father. That, uh, that money was for the money for inheritance. But even before his father died, he took it out because he wanted to use that money. So he went out, he left his father, and but he squandered all the money that he had. And he was bankrupt. So he became poor and he had nothing. And then he was eating the food with pigs. And then he came, uh, he came to his senses and said, this is not right. I'm going to go back to my home. But I am so dirty. I am not good enough to be called as son anymore. So I will go there as a slave. But see what happened. When he was on way back to his home, the father was waiting for him. And the father came out and ran, ran to his son and hugged him and said, Welcome back, son. And then this son must be at a loss. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not worthy to be called as your son anymore because I squandered your money. I made all my sins. But the father didn't care. He says, My son was lost, but he is found. And then the father gave a huge party. 
So this is the amazing, amazing story that God the Father is still waiting for Son. But here's a, here's what the change happened. Even though he changed, he thought his mind, "I'm not Son anymore. I am slave. I'm worthy to be slave." However, the Father says, "No, no, no, no. You are not slave. You are my Son." So we can see the broken image was restored to the original. This is what we need to do. We have the broken image of God because of our sin, but we need to find, we need to regain the broken image again. Just a few uh, days ago, I did the power wash of my concrete uh, patio. Now, over the five years, the, when we first bought this house, the concrete patio was totally white. But over the five years, it was uh, covered with dirt and uh, molds, and it became really gross. It became like uh, totally dark. And then when I did the power wash yesterday, my wife was saying, "I did not even remember what color it was, right?" But when we were washing it, the white color became um, beca uh, becoming to come out. So we can see this is the original color. So this used to be white, but now we are gaining, regaining the white color again because of wash, power wash. Jesus Christ. His blood is like a power wash that we are covered with sin, so we don't even know who we are because we're all sinful. We're so dark, and we lost the image of God. And so, so when we see ourselves, we just commercialize our body, and we just, you know, discriminate ourselves, and we're nothing. We're stupid. We're nobody, and we're not worth of God. And we call one another. We call each other. You're nobody. You're stupid. You're you're good for nothing. You're not good enough. So we're condemning each other. Why? Because we forgot who we are. We forgot the image of God. We're all covered by dirt. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, His blood will wash you completely. Here is wash. It's not a mediocre wash, but it's a power wash that it will all recover your the broken image of God that was covered that has been covered by the dirt, the sin. So come to Jesus, and you will recover the image of God. You will be reconciled to God. And then you will regain the image of God. When the world says to you, "You are stupid," but the but God the Father says, "No, you know me. You have the knowledge of God." When the world says you are poor, but God the Father God says you are rich. When the world says you are stranger, but the God but God says you are ambassador for Christ. When the God uh, when the world says you are nobody. When the God says you are my child, you are my son. When the world says you are abandoned, the God says you are accepted, you are loved. It's amazing change that we experience in Christ Jesus alone. So when you have this reconciliation, when you have this restoration of the image of God that was broken, what happens? You do not have to prove anymore about yourself because you are already proven. You are a child of God. You are ambassador in Christ Jesus. You are new creation, and you are rich in Christ Jesus. So there is no need for you to make up, to decorate yourself, to prove yourself. Like, hey, see how great I am, how smart I am, how rich I am. You don't have to do that. Doesn't mean that you have to stop your work. You need to start. I mean, you need to continue to your. Uh, do your study and work. Why? Not because to prove yourself, 
but because to maximize who you are for God's kingdom. It's totally different foundation. You are not pressured. You are not. Uh, you are not in the obligation to work for yourself, but you are in a great the uh, the position to work for God's kingdom. You don't have to. You don't have to argue with other people about about who you are. But now you are sharing about who God is, how much grace He has given to you. So this will change everything in your life when you have the great, the image of God that He created you. So find the image of God in you. But to do that, you need to come to Jesus Christ, repent, turn away from your sin, and turn to Jesus Christ. Again, the blood of Jesus is the power wash. It will uncover all your image of God that was broken. And then you will see who you are by knowing who God is. And then you will be amazed and your life will be changed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message of the image of God that you have put in us, you you've created in. But Father, we also confess that because of our sin, we lost it. And we uh, we have had this twisted view about who we really are. So, Father, please forgive us. And Father, please clarify all the broken images that we have. And then, Father, please uh, reveal yourself to us and reveal who we are so that we do not have to worry or work hard so, work hard so much for ourselves, but uh, maximize who we are for your kingdom, Lord. Please, Lord, help us and guide us, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.